What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny back finally with episode 19 of the MMRK podcast. Rob, how you been, bro? It's been a month, <laughs> a while. <laughs> Mate, we had a hiatus. And funny enough, so I've done a couple things with the UFC last week, obviously with 293 yeah. in Sydney. And mm-hmm. I've been showing my face around the scene. And it would surprise you how many people come up to me and say, hey, man, love the podcast. When's Hell the next yeah. episode? Where the like, hell's the next episode? <laughs> in, in the flesh, I'm like, dude, it's Johnny's fault. He's not kidding. I'm, hey, I'm joking. I'm hey, joking. I was on holiday and we still got two episodes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've been... What have I been doing? Honestly, I feel like this block. So whilst you were having the time of your life in Europe, <laughs> I uh, I feel like I just really zenned into training and just, it was oh, like yeah. rinse and repeat. It's like training, home with the family, training home until this last week with UFC 293. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So mm. thank you so much for being so patient with us. Um, a few other updates as well. You might, you might notice we're releasing this episode a little bit earlier in the week. We ran a poll on the channel and a lot of you said we prefer it because episodes are coming out quicker after fights. And when we are predicting fights for the weekend, they're up for longer. So you can watch them for a little bit longer. Um, so there's that. Also as well, uh, next week, Rob, we've got a big update for you. <laughs> yeah, mate. So uh, to, to everybody that likes the OG Minecraft, Rob, Say, yep. say farewell. Johnny's going to come over and help me organize some new space age camera. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know if it, it'll be that much, that much better. It's going it to be exactly like be mine. This bad. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty so, much like, so we got the camera, the base lens. The only thing that's different between my setup and Rob's setup will be I got a specific lens, which is really expensive. So if we have a good podcast, maybe we can buy Rob that lens and then it's matching. <laughs> that's it. Please, <laughs> please hit the subs. Tell your friends about it. Hit those likes. Bobby, Bobby needs a new lens. <laughs> but but Rob, with that, let's get into it. Dude, there, there is so much to talk about with UFC 293. Obviously, the, the big news, the big shocker, Sean Strickland beating Adesanya to get the title. There's a lot of other fights that we could talk about as well. It took place in mm-hmm. Sydney. Rob, mm-hmm. you, were, you were there, right? You were there in the flesh? No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. So let's, let's ah. start with my little UFC 293 adventure, right? Go on. <laughs> Last week when the UFC was in full swing and there were UFC meet and greets and events and I did Fox Sports Fight Week and I did the morning weigh-in show, mm-hmm. I got so sick last week. Um Actually, I would say the, the week, a little bit the week before and well, what was a viral infection ended up getting fluid in my inner ear. So I was Jeez. like motion sick the entire week. So um, thanks to everybody that, you know, um, supported me <laughs> last week, you know, came to the meet and greets, put up with me going through that. If I was a little off, that's why. But, um, but no, it was a busy week. It was a very busy week. Mm. Oh, UFC 293 with those headline, the headline events like the, from the press conference, from the from the from the workouts, from the workouts mm. to the press conference to the fight itself. You know, I think this card was predicted to be a bit of lackluster because of how kind of last minute right. it was put together. You know, but I think the characters of of Sean Strickland and then. Man, what is it, Manuel Cup? Yeah, coming yeah. out of nowhere. Like, it was so good like, in the presser <laughs> with a chip on his shoulder, like, with a chip on his shoulder. 
Oh, dude. What a character. Just, <laughs> yeah, just spicing, just spicing the, uh, the press conference up that little bit, like having bites at everyone. He's like yeah. telling Izzy to sit down, calling out Kai in the crowd. Like it was, uh, mate, it was unreal. To, to the biggest upset in probably, I don't know, one of the biggest upsets in, in, in the UFC. For sure. You know? um, yeah. Izzy was such Let, short odds for that fight, man. It was just no one, oh, literally mate. no one gave Strickland a chance. And to be fair, kind of rightly so. Everyone was like, yeah, Izzy's going to beat him. So mm. let's talk about the fight, Rob. Just give us your thoughts. Uh, should we sh- should we go for the top down? or Because there are a few However, other fights I wouldn't mind touching. All right, let's 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 build into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 let's go. Stay. Don't skip. All right, this is all going to be interesting. <laughs> That's it. Even if you want to go out and make coffee, keep it playing. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with Tuffer, okay? Because I'm a yeah. big fan of Justin Tuffer. And this fight with Austin Lane, this is a rescheduled fight. They were supposed to, f- mm. they did fight before, but it was ruled a no contest due to an eye poke. Austin Lane eye poked Justin. Now, I said in that first fight, it looked like Austin Lane was just on his skates the whole time, like, Knowing exactly what Justin has in the in in the tank, mm. he has that knockout power, and it looked like you know Justin Tuffer reminds me of a lot of Mark Hunt. I was gonna say and the same thing. Yeah, yeah man, <laughs> and and he said Mark Hunt was a huge inspiration to him. Hell yeah! So and you can see that style, that that stalker style. But in that first fight, he was stalking Austin laying down, and then that's what we saw in this second fight again. Mm. You know, um. He's gotten Justin through his career. He's gotten so good at setting up his power. Like at first, he was just just wanted to throw heavy hands, right? But then, as he evolved through the fights, he slowly started setting up his shots, being yep. a little bit more patient, and sitting in them a little bit better. Dude, and so once that overhand left came, sent Austin crashing down. And it was just hammer fists. It was it was beautiful to watch, and it was nice to see Taffer win in Sydney too. I'll, I'll be real. Yeah, it's it's always good um, that you know to have a local boy, oh, local Brisbane. We'll call him local. Yeah, we'll, we'll claim him. We'll claim local him for enough. the time being. <laughs> local enough. But no, it, it was a good win for me, for, for him. You know, and for on sure. the back of that, we had we had Ty fighting Alexander Volkov. Yeah, have yeah. You seen this one makes about- me sad. Yeah, it's upsetting. Like, Volkov's a big man, though, isn't he? He's dude, a big man. And Ezekiel choke. Like, why are those coming out out of nowhere? Just well, uh, I feel, uh, I feel like having a six foot seven, what two hundred, two hundred yeah. something pound Russian dude, <laughs> Russian yeah. dude on the mount. Yeah, like it's it's not it's never going to be an easy time trying to no. trying to get back up. That's no. and that's another thing with the heavyweights in general. Like the ground on on, on when a heavyweight gets another heavyweight down, it is so yeah. hard for them to get back up just because of how big they are at that weight level, um, that sure. weight division. But I don't know. Ty had I thought Ty was having a lot of success with those low kicks. Yeah. I think I think Ty's leg kicks are underrated because mm. he kicks hard. Look at the legs on him; he kicks hard, and you could see. He like Volkov was starting to have trouble with with that lead leg. Mm-hmm. It just but, it, eventually in the end, Austin was just too technical for him. 
And I, I, could, I could see the fight eventually leaning that way. I just, I, as I said, I'm sad and I don't know what you do now with Ty. Um, like, who do you put him up against? I don't oh, know. Mate. It just makes me so yeah. sad. <laughs> the heavyweight division in the top 10, though, is it is so competitive because everyone, everyone in that top 10 has the ability to switch you off. Oh, and for sure. They're all, they're all either huge guys or they have grappling or, mm. you know, they're like very niche all of them they're all good at something yep. volkov's just it did it did look like that volkov did have ty's number that night he yeah he was meeting him he was meeting him when ty was getting close mm. you know i feel like ty was closing the distance you know for such a big guy to move so fast he was closing the distance well but then yeah. when he closed the distance i feel that volkov's defense and pocket fighting was actually it was good. It was up to task. He was up for the fight in in that realm space, and yeah. and then obviously on the disengage with the extra reach. Yeah, it it was, it was always going to be a hard fight for Ty. Yeah, but it is what it is. That's what happens when you're fighting the best in the world. Yeah, I I hope that whatever fight that he gets next, that he can get up. But it, as you said, it's such a competitive division just look what Cyril Garn just did as well coming off the off of his loss I just it's so brutal I just I just can't see him how he's going to get go against a lot of those ranked guys mm. oh, I'm so depressed I'm so sad for him Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore you know, um but, but and that leads us into the main event Sean Strickland versus Israel Adesanya honestly dude no one if anyone said they saw this coming, a lie. Maybe once Drake bet on Izzy to win, that put the curse on officially. Maybe it was the <laughs> the EA UFC cover curse because apparently that's a thing as well. But you like everyone thought Izzy was just going to go right through Strickland, and that is just not what happened whatsoever. Straight from the first round. So like, talk us through it, Rob. Like, how did you think the fight went? What were your thoughts throughout it? Okay, let me let me say. I hmm. didn't think Izzy was going to run straight through Sean. Okay. Okay. I did not think that. I, I, so my breakdown for that fight was that Sean needed to put pressure on Izzy, get him moving back, hmm. get his back up hmm. against the fence, stay in threat yeah. range in that, in that threat space where he can hit Izzy, but Izzy can't use his legs yeah. without taking too much damage. And mm. the question of the day was always how much damage is he going to take trying to get into that space? Yeah. And, mate, the answer is not much. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know, take long, did it? It didn't take long. Strickland had an answer for every one of Izzy's yeah. techniques, for every one yeah. of Izzy's strengths, Strickland had yeah. an answer. He was cutting off the cage perfectly. He was in that threat space where Izzy's leg kicks were taken out of, you know, out of concern. Mm -hmm. But he he's always he can always, he could hit Izzy and Izzy could hit him. But Strickland his defensive game was on point. Yeah, with Izzy throwing those looping shots as the what does he do like kind of rope dopes on the fence there. Strickland yeah. was patient, just always keeping Izzy on the back foot, which was just taking out of his gas. And, mate, he just 
He just kept it consistent from mm. the start, the very first second yeah. of the fight to the 25th. It was yeah, it was it was honestly a a great performance from from Strickland. And people I see a lot of things popping up saying that Izzy looked off. Yeah. I think yeah. he I don't think he had an off night. I think he looked off because Sean shut him down. Yeah. Izzy wasn't given any space in the open floor to do any of his tricky kicks. He wasn't given yep. any space to work any of his flinch games with his punches. He just he wasn't given the chance. Sean was in his face from 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 the first bell ring. Dude, it's so funny that you said that. So shout out Weasel. I watched his recap of the fight. He said the exact same thing. Like from the moment they both walked in, if anything, Strickland looked nervous. And Izzy was in the zone. He was confident. And Izzy actually fought the fight like he's fought every other one of his fights. He didn't actually look off with what he was doing. Um, But Strickland just had a simple game plan. He was incredible defensively. And there was just nothing that Izzy could really do to to push him off of that. And yeah, it probably came after the first knockdown in, in the first round. That probably scared Izzy a lot. Maybe it put him off his game a little bit. But that was because of Sean. It wasn't because oh, Izzy was initially off and then Sean took advantage of that. Sean po- po- you know, forced the matter. He was the one that got Izzy on, on his haunches and just not confident in his ability. So exact same thing that you both have said. I think like Sean had a simple game plan, but he played it really well. And Izzy just struggled to get hits on him because Sean was so good and, defensively. And as you said, that, that shot he landed in the first round just exasperated everything else. Yeah. So it boosted Sean's confidence through the roof and mm-hmm. it dropped Izzy's like right down. And yeah. then, you know, having a game the way Strickland does, which was like be in that threat range, be confident, be aggressive, be mm-hmm. forward. You need it. You need that confidence and you need yep. that doubt in your opponent. And it just set the stage for the other four rounds, which I feel like Sean won pretty handedly. You know? it, it, so the final score was 49-46. I think Izzy got a round – Maybe two in there, but I would yeah, have overall, given him two if, it, yeah. if any, you know, yeah, but, but clearly Sean won that, no controversy because, yeah, I gave him two mainly because he's a champ. Then, yeah, it was anything like definitive in that round. Well, can I, can I be real? Like, that's how I, I was expecting the fight to go, you know, is he doing his kicks, keeping his distance, and not doing much, and maybe like he did against Pereira, getting that knockout or the TKO, but. I thought that the fight would have gone that way, but I reckon after Sean just whacked him in the first, it just put that all out of whack. And it was funny. Everyone was expecting Sean to like shoot and try and take him down. Didn't do any of that, bro. Not even one attempt. He just walked him down the whole fight. And I remember talking to someone and saying, the the way to beat Izzy is stand up. Yeah. I think if you focus (laughs) too much on the shooting and the takedowns, yeah. You're gonna ta- you're gonna slow down a bit. Like you're go- you're not going to have the advantage you need to beat him up, and sh- that's what Sean did. He just boxed him up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he got in his space, yeah. and I think there are there are a lot of con- contributing factors to that. Like I think the way Sean fights, you know, very very tall. Yeah, he boxes very tall. He's yeah. actually a pretty big dude. You saw him up against Izzy. He he doesn't look that much s- smaller or shorter mm. than him. So he had the range to be in that threat range where he can hit him and he can hit him. Like it's yeah. that's where you want to be. But Sean's defense was better because you see, this is something. Sean's defense is very tall. 
So he he fills shells a lot of the shots. He rolls with a lot of the shots. Yeah, Izzy's key defense is evasion. He moves away. He moves to the left. He moves to the right. Mm. But primarily, he moves. He leans back. He uses his what six four frame to lean back and uses his long arms to yeah. to check hook or counter jab and yada yada yada. Sean was pressuring him, staying in that threat range. And cutting off the octagon so well that Izzy had like his back was to the fence. Yeah, it would have had been twenty four of the twenty five minutes in that fight, mm. which means Izzy's primary means of escape and defense is nulled, nullified. That's how he got hit with that shot yeah. in in the first round is because he had his back up against the fence and Sean just went straight down the pipe. It yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was, it it was. It's amazing. It was amazing. I thought the, the game plan from Sean was amazing. Really, yeah. really, really. And props to him for, for, for that and for for taking the mantle of, of Izzy that way. So I wanted to ask you, Rob, unless you had any final thoughts on the fight, I saw your tweet after the fight. It was something along the lines of the division now has movement. What does this do? Because there's been so much talk, people playing matchmaker about who Easy should fight, who Sean next fight should be, where does Drickus play into this? How do you feel? Like, yeah, this, and, and what Dana thinks is a completely different story. We can talk about that. Like, how do you feel, feel that it's going to figure out? What, what's going to happen next? What, what a time to be a middleweight right now, to be a top five middleweight. It is, right? It is crazy. It's crazy, it's musical dude. Chair, it's musical chairs up here. <laughs> um, uh, it's... It's tricky. It's mm. tricky because um, I think – oh, mate. Because this is what Dana said. Dana well, said Dana said that the immediate rematch to him makes sense. It does not make sense to me, and I know it doesn't make sense to a lot of other people because mm. he just got the title back. He's not having however many consecutive title defenses like he had before. He shouldn't get an immediate rematch, and and like well, but let's put it this way: if if Izzy got an immediate rematch, so should Aljamain Sterling. It's the exact same argument. Like they were pretty convincing losses for both of them, but yet one guy gets the immediate rematch and the other guy doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But anyways, <laughs> mm. and I think as you said, just then, like it doesn't make sense to a lot of other people either. It's no. it doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you just want to keep? Every time he loses, you want to just give, give him it back, so he can stay You know what I mean? Until he wins it back, like yeah. And then the and then the division just, slowed down again because like Izzy has fought so many of the guys in the top ten. It doesn't make sense to me. And he's just tying up that that belt again, like yeah. It's just because the the fights between Pereira and him locked up the division for that eight months. You know, yep. forced a lot of guys to fight fights yep. in that interim, and then. You know, now, if if it happens again, it's going to get locked up again. Oh, it doesn't make and and again, he he lost to Pereira, mm. won to Pereira, mm. then lost to Strickland. He didn't Correct. defend the belt this time. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You know, and there's no reason for him to have the rematch. No, and the problem um, is is but, because Dana doesn't want to. If you read between the lines, he seemingly doesn't want to give the fight to Drickers because Drickers rejected this fight even though he was injured or whatever. Um, so if Trickers doesn't get the rematch, it's probably going to be easier in Dana's eyes. But that just doesn't make sense to me because Trickers deserves it. So either, in my mm. eyes, you have Trickers get the, uh, the the fight next or 
put Drickus and Izzy together if Dana doesn't want Drickus to get the immediate title fight because he turned this one down. You know what I mean? And at least have Izzy win one or try and win one before getting another shot. Yeah, it, it's... Right. You can never... Who knows what the I got UFC feelings on this. <laughs> <laughs> like, who who knows? Who knows what the UFC are going to do? I am... Um, because it also... I remember we were... I don't know if we actually did speak about it because of how long we had that month I had this, but <laughs> I was planning on fighting Sean after, like, trying to yeah. get a fight with him after yeah. this fight. Mm. And... Now that his champ has gotten a little trickier, <laughs> it's true. Because I, I, I don't, yeah, because hmm. I'm looking for top five opponents, and I, I was interested in that fight. Um, but again, you don't know what the UFC are going to do. Does Does Cannonier interest you? That fight, a rematch with him? Yeah, because he's doing all right. At uh, the well, he is, but you see, he was the backup fighter for that. For last fight, oh. for the easy Strickland I didn't fight, that. Okay. he he made weight. I saw him hop on the scales. Mm. So, um, bloody hell! Like, I I want to fight in the direction of the title. You know, yeah. I understand after my last loss that I need to get back into the winning circuit. Like, I want to get back into the winning circuit, right? Mm. I, I I want. I've addressed things in in the gym, and I'm looking forward to getting back in there and righting some wrongs. But my direction is towards the title. Okay. How help me help me out here, Johnny? All right, help me out here, and help me out, fans as well. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can help me out too in the in the comments below. What's my roadmap look like to the title? So, I want to pull up the rankings now. Just so I make sure I'm considering. We do have absolutely we, everyone. We do have Chemayev and Costa fighting soon. <sighs> yeah, know, but so can I be real? Chemayev should not be getting near the title anytime soon. Yeah. That that's Chemayev's not ranked, opinion. and Costa's no. now out of the top five. I'm pretty sure he's what six. Uh, so sorry, Costa. Yeah, he's six at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, if we were so to go top five, top five at the moment, top five is well, it's it still says Sean Strickland, but obviously he's the champ now. Um, mm. And you got Vittori, Kennedy, you Duplessis, Izzy, and then and then Sean. So if yeah. I if I was to play matchmaker, if things were to go the way that they should, and and Dana's thoughts aside, yeah, Drickus should fight Sean next. That's a hundred percent. That should be the next fight because that you went when you and him fought, that was meant to be the thing. Whoever wins got the title opportunity. And I don't think he should mm. not get it because he was injured and couldn't turn around in two months. So I think that's absolutely the fight to make. That being said, I would actually, if I was going to put you in a position that escalated you to the main event or to, to the title shot quicker, you'd fight Izzy. That that would be my my opinion. Because Izzy, I'm in my eyes, needs to get a win before getting another title shot. And who better than you to fight? Cannoneer? Mm. Probably not. That would be my suggestion. But I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. A third fight with Izzy. <laughs> I know, bro, but like that, who like who that's else? Not for a, that's not for a title. <laughs> because you agree, you agree that Izzy, like, if he doesn't get the immediate shot. If he gets a win, he probably gets the the uh, title shot after that, right? Because he was just the champ. Yeah. Usually, well, that's how it goes. So, do you not want to be in that in that opportunity? 
Usually. Oh, definitely. Because, I, I, yeah. you got to understand, I, I, I will fight anyone in the top five. I'm looking for a top five opponent. Yeah. And I, I mentioned top five because top five is the direction of the title. Yeah. That's, that's how you, like you don't, you don't get closer to the title beating eight, nine, 10, no. 12. No. Like I want to fight top five guys. I've beaten mm-hmm. most of them. There's yeah. Izzy, Drickus, and Sean. Sean winning the championship throws a spanner in the works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I was silently rooting for him. Okay. <laughs> but, but he's, <laughs> now he's it's screwed my, it. he screwed my timeline up. <laughs> but it's, it's funny too, because Cannoneer has beaten Sean, right? Recently. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say Cannoneer figures in before Marvin. I don't think Martin Vittori is currently right. in this conversation. Um, <sighs> so maybe a fight against Cannoneer. Rob will actually get you there too because he's been the champ and you've mm. beaten him. Ah, oh, this is so it, confusing, it, it, bro. It, it is, it is God tricky. Damn. Want, you know what? You know what I help? If Sean says, I want to fight Rob. <laughs> yes. Come on, Sean. Yeah. Come on, Sean. Do us a favor, mate. Say, I want to fight Rob. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what I need to hear to help, help push things in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about this, Rob? What about this as a hypothetical? Mm. All right. Because I actually still like Drickus and Izzy fighting because of the South African connection or the African connection, all that kind of mm. stuff. They have a beef built up. They were eyeing each other in the ring. If Dana's not giving Drickus, Drickus the shot next, then have him fight Izzy and then let them sort that out. Let them squash their beef. And then mm-hmm. Sean is free to fight the winner of that. You and Cannoneer fight. And out of you two, you go fight the winner of, of Sean versus either Izzy or, or Drickus. If that made sense. Oh, mate. UFC, UFC matchmaking is a nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> I don't envy that job, bro. Uh, you know, it seems tricky as. It's like it's never straightforward. But nah, I don't nah. know. It keeps things interesting. But all we know really, though, is that like things will get interesting in the next couple of months. They will. So is, it, is it still stay- your intention that you want to fight by the end of the year? No, realistically, there's there's no there's nobody to fight. Like uh, like yeah. I said, my my one thing is I want to fight somebody in the top five. Yeah, um, yeah, I want to fight someone in the top five. So realistically, I don't think anyone's going to want to turn around Fair. at the end of the year, uh, especially with even Cannoneer, who was kind of really the only hypothetical. He just made weight. You know, I, I remember speaking to him. He said uh, he wanted to have a break after his last fight, but then. Right. This opportunity came forward. So, Wait, what kind of break sure does he, he want to have? Like the dude's know. 39. Like, is it, <laughs> I'm just saying like, he's, he's getting give him, there. Give, give him a week. <laughs> I'm not so, like when he says a break, like if you, to my, in my usually eyes, he needs means, to. Usually just means a couple months. Okay. He needs to strike while the iron is hot. Like he can use the whole I've been the champ to get him a some sort of contention fight. I don't know. No, I I don't know. You know, I think I think whoever Sean calls out is gonna is gonna have a lot of weight in the in the game. Sure. sure. You know. Hope he says Rob. <laughs> 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 but otherwise, honestly, I'm enjoying the training right now. I'm enjoying the the block I've I've got right now. Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm really covering some ground and tying sure. like just tying some things off. It's yep. uh 
I'm in a really, really good place, like really good place, real strong right now. Look at the size of me. Real good on you, man. That's good to hear. <laughs> well, so, all of us are rooting for you as always. Hopefully, you do find out some news sooner rather than later in terms of who you are finding next. But Rob, that was UFC 293, our recap mm-hmm. of some of the main fights. There is a fight night this weekend, um, but mm-hmm. we have such a stack show wanting to talk about Starfield that we're going to move on we to do. that. There is one thing I want to just touch on quickly. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's and, and that's the interviews, the press conference interviews, <laughs> the post fight interviews. Did you hear them? I I didn't hear the post fight, but I, I heard the presser before. <laughs> okay, so if the, the people know, they probably know what I'm speaking about. There there was, there was some crazy stuff said post fight. Tell us about okay, it. like you know, Whatever. you know, like the post fight interviews. They're just saying some real slurry, bigotry. <laughs> Bad words. Oh <laughs> yeah, things, now I know what you're talking things, about. Things Idiot. you can't say in 2024. No, like, no. But and I am not one to tell anybody what to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I just want I just want everyone, all the fighters, okay, all the fighters that fight. And I understand you want to be real. Okay, you want to be real. I'm real. We're all mm. real. And mm. you want to be real with your fans and you want to be you want to be you. You don't want to be you know, a stickler or anything like that. But just remember that we are under the spotlight in front of millions of fans. And of those millions of fans, millions of tens of millions, hundreds of millions, okay, hundreds of millions of fans, there are kids, impressionable kids, starting watching UFC from ages, what, you know, through all ages, like real young kids watching. Yeah. And... I don't know. Set a set a good example. I know? agree, bro. I, I agree. It was it was that, I know we apologized later for it, but it was that's it was all you gotta do. Line. Just uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's like I don't want to get into it too much. Just just set a good example. Yeah. You know? Like just <laughs> think a little bit. You can be real without saying that stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But 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 yeah, that's it. That's UFC two ninety three. Crazy upset. Change history. And and as always, moving on next to the game news, Rob. There's been it's been a lot that's happened over the past month, and it was really hard to kind of isolate it down. Mm, but mm, I figure, mm, mm. you know, Starfield's been a big thing. I reckon we can mm-hmm. focus on Bethesda a little bit. Let's start off talking about the big news around Elder Scrolls Six. Okay, so Elder Scrolls Six exclusivity. The question as to whether that game is being exclusive to Xbox is kind of up in the air. After the acquisition of, of ZeniMax by Microsoft, everyone just assumed Elder Scrolls 6 was going to be exclusive. Now, we are not too sure. So Phil Spencer was recently in an interview and he responded to a question saying, we look at it on a case-by-case basis with the games that we build. We want to make sure that our games are available in so many different places on our Xbox consoles and PC, also via cloud. These games can come to almost any web-enabled device. So he was very, very coy as to whether they're actually going to make Elder Scrolls 6 an exclusive. Rob, how do you think it should go? Should Elder Scrolls 6 come to PlayStation? Oh. <laughs> like, what, um, what, do you, what do you do? Because here's the, yeah, thi- here's if, the thing, right? If, they if have this, is, for the people on. that weren't, couldn't see me, I yeah. was shrugging and putting my hands <laughs> up a lot. <laughs> for you audio listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because here's the thing: they they obviously acquired Zenimax to get exclusives, 
right? But, but the whole acquis- Activision acquisition threw that a lot of in the air because they had to kind of make the argument that, no, this is not just about exclusives, especially with Activision Blizzard titles. If a title is big enough, we'll give it to any- everyone because it doesn't make sense to restrict it onto one platform. Is Elder Scrolls big enough to say to them, you know what, it actually makes more financial sense to put it on PlayStation? Oh, it's honestly, at the end of the day, it's up to Microsoft. That's what that's what it means. It's up to like Phil. That's what ac- specifically. That's what, <laughs> that's what that's what acquisition means. Yeah. And that's when Zetamax said, you know what? Deal. <laughs> like, that's 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 what that meant, mm. I guess. Um, whether or not it should, like if we're talking from like a non-financial point, be for PlayStation, like what in a perfect world we'd we'd share everything and everyone be happy you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, yeah. I, I don't i don't i don't i don't know i don't know honestly what the right answer is because the microsoft acquisition of zenimax literally means like they're, they're part of the microsoft company now like they're yeah. they're part of they're part of that team that's that flagship mm-hmm. that was a great purchase for them you know and it it kind of tipped the balance of power a little bit. <laughs> Remember when I was saying that Microsoft's yeah. going to take over the world, dude? Yeah, like, yeah. it's still, like, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's yeah. slowly eating up everybody else, man. <laughs> dude, the amount um, of titles that they have, Diablo, WoW, uh, Elder Scrolls Six, obviously, eventually Fallout 5, Overwatch, right. you can still say it's, it's a big game. Like, it's insane. It's actually insane how many titles Mate, they have under. One of these days, you're going to like to drive your car, you're going to have to be subscribed to Game Pass. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude they're, they're going everywhere with it. They're going big. They're going wide. And they know uh, it. And that's a great, if you can do that, do that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The morality of like, should it be? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Elder Scrolls 6 for everyone. <laughs> for sure. It, like I, I want everyone to be able to experience a game like Elder Scrolls Six, right? And let's be real, yeah, it sucks when you only have a certain amount of money to purchase one console and you're effectively locked mm. out of playing out this other stuff. Because that, those are the people that it affects the most, the ones that don't have as much disposable income. Everyone that mm. can buy their PC and PlayStation, whatever, you're fine. Um, but it's those people that I, that that I feel for, and it's kind of an mm. unfortunate byproduct of the industry to where we were the state at the stage that. Yeah, Nintendo, if they want to sell their hardware, they kind of need exclusive software to go onto it. Mm. Same with Xbox and same with PlayStation. I don't know if it's ever going to get to the stage where they're all like, yeah, we're just going to put our titles wherever. Maybe we're like, you know, a day where there's no such thing as a games console and everything's either streamed or monitors and TVs are are big enough and advanced enough to house consoles inside of them so they can just play whatever game that they want. You know what I mean? And then everything is just an app. You have an Xbox app, a PlayStation app. That's the only way where there's no real thing as exclusivity. Um, But I don't know. Yeah. But let's not not forget that when... like Because this... we are talking from the guys who who purchase one can only afford to purchase one console, and that's what they've done. Yeah. When you yeah. purchase that one console, you knew what games you were getting <laughs> and what games you were not. Like yeah. you know, you know, PlayStation boys pick PlayStation for their exclusives. True. And Xbox did the same, and nobody picks up a Switch and tries to play like Xbox for Xbox. You know, you you want a Switch for the Nintendo games. You want it for your Pokemon's, for your Mario's. Yeah, <laughs> Zelda. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I, feel, like, I feel you, bro. I feel you. 
yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is. You know. Well, let's let's see what happens. I mean, the game's probably not coming out for like five or six years, so they yeah, got time. You got a long and time to think about it. Got a long time. <laughs> it's gonna be PlayStation Six and and whatever Xbox at that stage. So actually, maybe yeah, you'll have you a know what? You'll have to. You'll have to buy a new console anyway. You will. Guaranteed. You'll have to make the call. <laughs> Guaranteed. You have to make another call anyway. So, so just do you, chill. Do, do you want to buy Elder Scrolls 6 or new God of War, new Spider-Man and, and whatever other games that they have? <laughs> yeah, it's like Spider-Man's still running flagship. <laughs> like, like 10 years, 10 years later. Like, <laughs> Spider-Man's a good game, but... It is a good game, but PlayStation, I, I struggle to think of a game they have that competes with Elder Scrolls Six. I like this the kind of game that BGS makes. It's going to be a difficult one. But speaking of games that BGS makes, Rob, Starfield, we got we got to talk about it. We said that we'll we'll talk about it when we return. Definitely got to talk about it. So Starfield, biggest Bethesda game launch of all time, obviously facilitated by Game Pass. When people on Game Pass, I don't need to buy the full game or the game at full price. So they had 6 million, more than 6 million plays. In a comparison, Skyrim sold 3.4 million mm. copies. Don't have the number for Fallout 4 here. Um, but on Steam, within 24 hours, Fallout 4 st- sold 1.2 million. Um, I think Fallout 4 was slightly bigger at launch than Skyrim. But regardless, Starfield smashed both of them because of the Game Pass factor. Rob, huge success. Game has rated, I think it's at like 87 now, Metacritic, 88 on Open Critic. There's been a whole controversy and negativity from other people, but what do you think of Starfield? I'm sure I'm sure you're playing it, and we can transition into that okay. segment now as well. Go on. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say this can also be what we're playing. Yeah. All right, because this Starfield what I've been that's, that's <laughs> what I've been playing. Um, okay. The firstly, six million players. The Game Pass has a big influence yeah. on that number obviously yeah. we don't like we don't know how many people are actively playing it like mm. it's free i'm sure they just press download and then just to try left, it out yep. you know yeah exactly yeah. um and i don't know how game pass translates into like game sales i, I don't know how the comparison for that mm. is and i'm sure they have Hundreds of dudes, a billion times smarter than me, worked <laughs> have worked all that out already, and yeah. it's killing it. Yeah, but Starfield's awesome, dude. It's awesome if you um, it's really sandboxy. I was worried about getting stuck on some rails. Yeah, um, but it's it's like literally you can just kind of do what you want, do whatever mm. you want. There's no. There's no quests needed to be done, like bar the tutorial in the beginning. Yeah. There's no there's no quest to unlock outposts or unlock shipbuilding. Like there's no I hate I hate games that force me to, to do a certain amount of missions before I have access to yeah. the sandbox. You know, and no, you, you get the sandbox experience out of the gate. And it's it's good, man. Like literally, literally. So I like I like building outposts. I like outposts. I like micromanaging that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Literally, as soon as I finished the main mission, I was given a free ship. I just went instead of going straight, I turned left, and <laughs> I just, I just started like I just, I just went full Fallout Four and just yep. started pumping out minerals and resources on one Hell planet. Yeah. Then I jumped to another, and then I put up another one, mm-hmm. and now I've got. And this is all before anything. I've got 
everything. Like I'm coming in, I'm coming into the what are they called? Constellation. I'm I'm coming in, coming into the guild a, a pimp, dude. Like <laughs> I am made. I'm set. I don't need constellation. You guys need me. Like I have all the money. I have all the ships. I've already gotten like I, I, I've cut down legions of men with my katana. With yeah. my wakazashi, <laughs> like, dude, I, I, I am a demon. I have, I, I am notorious in most of known space. That's like, brilliant. And constellations, like, you want to go do some legwork? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Come on, Sarah, let's get out of here. <laughs> Dude, you you picked such a unique. I say unique. I'm sure a bunch of people have started playing the game like you have, but you you've picked the non-standard way to play the game because. So I I reviewed Starfield. Um, for those of you that don't know, I, I played the game for almost two weeks before it came out. Released my review, and the game. When did you, you, you release your review? Soft play. Oh, on my Lone Wolf <laughs> Wanderer YouTube channel. Thanks for for the shout out. If any of you want to watch it. Um, <laughs> So the full review is on there. At that stage, I'd put in 70 hours when I started writing my review and stuff. Um, the game for me really came together when I started actually progressing through the main story. So I would confidently say, at least for the BGS games that I've played, and I've seen other people playing all the BGS games say the same thing, that this is the best main story that BGS has ever done. Um, Fallout 3 still my favorite game of all time. Starfield craps all over the main story from from that game they've really focused on storytelling um the the character dialogue making interesting people and just the the premise and i won't spoil it it spurs you on you really want to know what happens and i just got to a stage where i was just smashing out main mission story main mission story and that's not even touching on dude how many side quests and how many faction quests this game has it's actually overwhelming at times so there's the four main main faction side quests or the faction quests that will take you hours each to do each of them and then you have Mm. all the side quests in the game it it and there's so much good dialogue more dialogue than fallout 4 and skyrim combined that is undoubtedly my favorite part of the game and i recommend if you are going to play starfield use the quests as a way to direct you through the game because otherwise it can unless you're like rob and you like sandboxing it can get a little bit you can feel a little bit directionless at times because you're like should i build an outpost should i go in spaceship combat and and upgrade my spaceship um there's so many should i survey a planet there's those things like that that can get you off course a little bit if you are lost at all stick to the quest and you'll be fine um so those are my favorite parts of the game I'll jump on the back of that because I feel like, and I I do believe this is Bethesda's sandboxiest game. Bef- yeah, um, for sure. Uh, besides Morrowind, I felt mm. Morrowind was kind of that's what kind of that's kind of why Bethesda fans still play Morrowind today, like <laughs> because it's just so sandboxy. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I feel like Starfield is so sandboxy that as you said it's it's getting a a lot of guys who are reviewing these games and who are streaming these games yeah. and who are trying these games because of the hype yeah. and because of the accessibility of game pass are getting lost they don't know what's going on and they're mistaken uh you know option paralysis yeah with boredom because yeah. i i've seen i've seen a lot of reviews and i've seen some streamers giving it a go and 
the things they're complaining about don't even make sense. Like, don't even make sense. You shouldn't be trying to min max Starfield. It's not a game. It's not Diablo Four. You're not trying mm-hmm. to rush your mm-hmm. build so that you can start farming legendaries. No, you're you're trying to write a story. Like you you need to have a certain level of immersion into it to really to RP it. You know what I mean? I mm. like. Yeah, I just feel like it's getting the short end of the stick sometimes with these streamer guys because they're just like they're beelining straight through the missions and the missions aren't meant to be like desperately hard. It's yeah. supposed to be a story. You're supposed to be like living in the story. So you mentioned a lot of side missions, right? Yeah. So my dude is the file file unknown absolute oh, yeah. mystery absolute mystery in the in the galaxy comes in goes out makes some side hustles now he's a billionaire he's got he's got everything going for him he's been training like a monk on one yeah. of the on one of the planets for the last 10 years and 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 now he's got levels he's strong and I'm walking past and they're like no oh, there's been brownouts in the something in the well. district and I'm like yeah and yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm like well bro Call an electrician. <laughs> I just walk on. You know what I mean? Like that. You don't need to do the side mission, and then that breaks my emotion. Like I'm not fair enough. I literally, I could buy this place. I could buy yeah. the well. Like I'm not. I don't need it. I don't need to do that. And you see, that's that's my enjoyment in that in in Starfield because I'm yeah. I'm I, that's how I played those games. I, I feel like that's how you're meant to be playing these games. It's about stories. Mm-hmm. I, so you and I were talking briefly about this before I uh, we, we got into the podcast. I reviewed Starfield for almost two weeks, as I mentioned, and it was a painful process because as a reviewer, you feel like you need to touch on everything. I need to experience outpost building. I need to go survey a planet. I need to build a ship and all this kind of stuff because to review a game, you need to be able to talk about the major aspects of the game, right? And unfortunately, that's not the way to play the game. It's just, it's just not. I started a new playthrough after the review process and it's so much more enjoyable because I'm just taking my time and doing what I want. And that's not to say to everyone listening, thinking that I'm biased. I am biased, of course. Um, it's not to say that it's perfect. It has its issues for, for sure. Biggest thing for me, it needs an in-game radio. It probably, yeah, could stand to have some vehicles on the planet to make Traverse a little bit more fun because these planets are huge, right? There are other things as well that probably mean that this game, I would say, is not reaching the heights of Fallout or Elder Scrolls. But if you don't take it like that and you just take it a day at a time and you let it play out naturally and try and engage with the emergent gameplay that it's going for, I think a lot of BGS players and fans will really like this game. So give it a solid go to anyone that's that's looking to get into it. Don't like draw conclusions after five hours or 10 hours. You need to give it a little bit of time, let it stew. And I'm sure there is something in there that, that you'll like. And if there's not, then it's not the right game for you. And it's not the right game for everyone, you know, especially with exploration mm. on planets. You might find it sometimes a little bit barren or, or, or lonely. And it's not the quite same sense of exploration as Elder Scrolls or Fallout. But it's a different kind of game and you just kind of need to give it a go and, and make up your, your own opinion on it. 
And let's not and let's be honest. Some planets are just shit, dude. Yeah, no, they are. <laughs> like, like you go out there and there's literally just dust, and you're like, yeah, mad, yeah. <laughs> and then you just fly off. Or well, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, you build you build a copper refinery, so you never have to worry about copper ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's know, what they were trying to go for so is like <laughs> if you if you're trying to imitate or replicate space travel, there will be empty planets. Like that that that's inevitable. And it's this weird balance of like how do you balance the realism of space travel to make this game realistic and then having a fun video game and the fact is there is still enough interesting content on the planets and the cities that exist that you never had to go to a random planet if you want Mm. ever in the game and you just play the game like you would any other for the most part any other bgs game so you know um you know what uh, a good direction that always helps me with these with um some with fallout 4 same thing like skyrim Mm. my my own personal goals and i know every every player has their own but what what helps me is like my first thing is always just to go build a house somewhere yeah like oh and houses cost money so then i then i hit up the mission boards now there's mm-hmm. some cash you know then i then i go out exploring because i need to find some things then i realize that the planet that i like has like a crap ton of raiders and crap on it so then yeah. it gets stronger and it's like it's like everything is kind of happening organically you know I was, mm-hmm. I was forced to get money for my house then i was forced yeah. to get stronger to protect my house then my house is kind of a little lonely after i built it so now i need some friends yeah <laughs> then i went and got, then i went and got some friends and the robot dude's not a good friend he's just a robot so <laughs> <laughs> i had to go find real friends and yeah. uh and then with the the constellation and this is this is a part that that i really liked was uh at the beginning of the constellation, I thought they were like, like I said, I had come in, I had come in well established. Like, mm. like I said, they needed me, not the other way around. And <laughs> they, one stick, I almost, I almost flipped out because, like, I hate being, I hate being put on rails. Okay, yeah. But then they said, what you do outside a constellation is your own business. Just don't, don't bring it to the door. That was and such was a like, good line. Yeah. yeah, I was like. I can dig that. I can dig that because yeah. it seems like we're all just a collective of explorers that come here. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a gentleman's club, but not with just gentlemen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like a, yeah. And I was like, I can dig that. I can dig that. I don't have time right now, but I'll be back. <laughs> Dude, that's the funny thing because it's almost as if they corrected, if you call it a wrong or whatever, they almost corrected that from Fallout 4. Because if you remember Fallout 4's main story, you had to pick a faction. And and that mm. was it. There was no being able to experience all the yep. faction quest lines yep. to the fullest extent. But with Starfield, they have that in-game law that's like, you know, you go do what you want. So if you want to join the UC, if you want to join the Free Star Collective, if you want to become a, a, a raider with the Crimson Fleet or join Ryujin, you can do ooh, all ooh. of those Crimson in, Fleet. Oh, oh. <laughs> in one playthrough. And that is, the, that is the beauty of Starfield. Like some people might like to like just stick with one, but then you're locking yourself out of content. That's the one thing that I really do like about Starfield is that you can pretty much do all quests and all faction quests in one playthrough and enjoy the game for, for what it is. I actually prefer that over Fallout 4. That makes you go down a particular path. Even New Vegas. I love New Vegas, but at some point you've got to choose. And I know people like choice, but I actually prefer being able to have a tasting platter of all the different factions. There, there, there's only one choice in New Vegas, and that's the robot. Go independent? Yeah, yeah you missed a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the army of rocket launching yeah, robots. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the only one. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I do have my gripes as well with Starfield. But I am like, let's 
if we look at like Skyrim when it first launched or Fallout 4 when it first launched, they, yeah. they've been making additions to the games up until like this year. And then like, mm-hmm. well, no. And then after they stopped um, add, uh, adding things to the game, they opened it up to modders. And the modders yeah. started adding things. And then they had the workshop so that it was like verified mods. That, and, you know, you know how like, uh, you know, Bethesda has its own mod store. Yeah, for its games. Yeah, yeah. well, it People used like, to. Oh, it's just, yeah. just. I uh, used to like. Yeah, I, I like that because they worked. <laughs> yeah, they worked. You knew they worked. You know. Yeah, yeah. You knew they worked. Yeah. It was fine. But um, yeah, it's we early days. Talked about mods was, yet? Oh, mate, Starfield just launched, and I have my gripes too. Okay, yeah. it's not like Starfield isn't the perfect game. This, you know no. that. It has been dropped into my lap. It's it's a very good game, and I'm going to sink a silly amount of hours into it. And it's the, it's the game that you'll be jumping back into 10 years from now because yeah. that's just the sort of sandbox game that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have my gripes too, okay? I don't like guns really, okay? Yeah, fair. And punching things just isn't viable. Like, Yeah, it's not. It's, nah. it's, it's <laughs> You cannot – like, I'm, what, what level am I now? I'm level 76. Yeah. And – I can't punch them dead enough. <laughs> like, dude, they they got so much health, so yeah. much health, and there's no there's no fist weapons. It's yeah, and that's gripe one. And melee weapons, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Melee in general feels a little clunky. I'm sure mm. they're gonna they're gonna tune that up a little bit. They have to. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna make changes to this game. Like we, like, I, I didn't even see if there was a day one patch, but there will for sure be fine tuning. Definitely. There are, there are Definitely. things that, that they need to address. I'll give you another example of, of a gripe. I think leveling gets too slow after about 35, 40. It really, mm. really slows down. So you're kind of just like barely able to get you through your skills. So it's very important that yep. you choose correctly at the beginning. Um, I will also say as well, so I touched on exploration before, yeah, I, I'm personally, I'm not a fan of just like picking a random planet and seeing if I find something interesting there because nine times out of 10, you probably won't find something interesting and I feel like that's time lost that I could have spent playing a quest or whatever. So whereas in Fallout and Elder Scrolls, you couldn't walk two meters without finding something interesting because it was just the one map. With Starfield, mm. there's a thousand planets. So you have to kind of yeah. pick a planet and hope there's something interesting there. That's the one part of the game that I still can't vibe with. I'm fine mm. with it because there's so many quest lines that will dictate where I should go and there will be interesting stuff on the planets that the quests take me to because that's where the content is. But that other side mm. of exploration, that I don't vibe with that as much. So I think there is there probably is a right way to play Starfield and you kind of have to try and approach it in that sense. Don't try and approach it in a way mm. where the game is not meant to be played. Um, mm. I know I, I, maybe the game needs a little bit more onboarding to get people to that stage, but there is absolutely a wrong way to play the game. And just going from random planet to random planet, hoping that you find something is not the right way. And I, I, some people might be disappointed by that because you did that in Skyrim and you did that in Fallout 4. That's just not what Starfield is, unfortunately. Starfield is much bigger. Much, much it's bigger. It's huge, dude. Dude, there's, like, there's and- more. There's, when, when Bethesda says there's more dialogue than Fallout 4 and Skyrim combined, there is. You've got to find it, and the way you find it is by doing the quest lines. You know, it's a it's a huge game. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to all the melee updates. Though. I want I want more yeah. melee weapons. I want the melee tuned up. I want yeah. to be able to punch things dead more. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I agree, bro. But no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. That's all I've been playing lately. And Same. Yeah, 
big recommendation from me. There's something else that I've been playing, but if we're releasing the podcast tonight, I can't talk about it. So I'll talk about it next week on the next week's podcast. Okay. I'm very excited okay, for so it. It's good um, though. We, we got content. We got content. For sure. Are you, are you watching anything? Have you had the chance to watch anything? Right. I've got to say, this, this what, season of anime, oh, there aren't not, that not many good ones. I, yeah. uh, I am watching the second season of, what's it called? Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen? Nah, I, uh, they started the second season mm. with a three episode flashback. <laughs> yeah. You are, uh, I, I will not watch that anime out of freaking principle. How dare, how dare you? How dare you? And everyone in the comments is going to listen. <laughs> Everyone's going to listen. Everyone in the comments is going to agree with me. It is bullshit. You, how dare you do that to me? Hold I'm on. To the. I've got three episodes in and we're still in a flashback. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not watching it. I like the first season, okay? But it's it's starting to get a bit – I'm getting vibes like Bleach vibes before it took off or Black Clover vibes where it gets much more popularity than they think it does and then they Mm. start dragging things out and no, no, no. To be fair on them, it's because of the movie, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, and those three episodes gave a lot of context – to that so that's kind of why they did it but i know what you mean and then after the flashback bit there's this like random slice of life episode where he's trying to get a girlfriend or whatever and then i was like well that's stupid but i i did enjoy the the flashbacks for what they were because of the movie well i see what you're saying i see what you're saying though and and also like i'm the sort of i i don't care about any episode uh any character except the main one fair enough and his love interest doesn't have one but like, <laughs> that's that's all I care about. That's all I want to see. You know, yeah. the Demon King fella. Well, that's it. I don't care yeah. about anybody else. But I, I have been watching Mushoku Tensei. Mushoku Tensei is the first Jobless heard of that. Reincarnation. I'm watching is, the second season of that. Yeah, really good. Really good. It's got it's like how do I explain it? It's got like some lighthearted scenes. Mm. Mm. Like uh, where the dude's just like a little horny thing and he's just, <laughs> he's kind of s- acting stupid because of it. Like yeah. it's weird. It's it's weird because like the dude gets reincarnated as a baby, but in his mind, he's a 30-year-old man oh, and God. his mom is like this hot, busty woman. <laughs> so breastfeeding for him is pretty fun, right? It's, it's so weird. weird. But anime it's sometimes, so bro. You freak so out. So weird. I, but uh, then it gets it goes from that to like real serious dark topics that make you feel like it actually resonates in the in the character and you see growth across the anime. And I love anime that you know can can really express that growth and what the torment how and how that has impacted him and how yeah. events during the anime, affect him later down the track. So there's a yeah. lot of anime out there where something traumatic as shit will happen, and then two episodes mm-hmm. down the track, he's the same dude, dude. Like that—that's not how life works. Like you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't just brush it off. And if you do, I want to see that he's just brushing it off, but he's yeah. starting to fray. And uh, yeah. That's so that. look, wait. That sa- that second part sounded all good, but this is a gripe that I have with all anime. Just get rid of the weird shit. 
Can, can I can I be no, real? Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, whoa, no, 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 you no, stop. no, 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 it's weird. It's never funny. It's weird. They did it in Black Clover. They tried to do it in Mashal as well. I'm not, no, just get... I don't care about it. I want interesting storytelling. And yeah, do some crazy antics, but stop getting weird. So that thing that you just <laughs> described to me, Rob, it's weird, bro. I, I think it's weird and, and anime hold curators need to grow up a little bit. Hold on, hold on one second. One second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. go on. Yeah. Sorry, so, sorry, Johnny. All anime fans <laughs> out there said no. Okay. Bro, come on. You know it's what a, I mean. You said, know what I mean. They just, they just said no. They just said, no, we love the weird. Keep it in, okay? Sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. But, mate, you can't throw the bath, the baby out with the bathwater, all right? Sure, you can have your weird anime. That's the thing <laughs> yeah. that I'm saying. And some little Dude, weird moments. Because- but when they're like constant story themes, like, no. Stop yeah, it. but it's like it's like mining for diamond. You know what I mean? You're gonna let, you're gonna get a lot of coal. You're gonna get I'm a paying. lot of coal. <laughs> I'm paying for the sur- anyway. Anyway, some people might this, disagree this with me. All I'm saying is turn it down. Are mad. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty we good. don't need to turn it down. We don't just to turn a little it down. bit. Find the way it is. Oh man. Okay. Man. The weird ones give us the weird ones give us something to talk about anyway. Sure, <laughs> sure they do. <sighs> Um, if you want wait. to know what I've been watching, I, I did finish Psychopass, um, uh, season one anyway, started season two. It it got strange. I think it jumped the shark a little bit, but I really like Psychopass <laughs> season one. See, season I two. I feel like anime either finishes great or lives long enough to become like crap. <laughs> crap, for sure. And you no, know, and like, no one Tok- from what I saw liked season two. Tokyo so. Ghoul was like, have you ever seen Tokyo Ghoul, dude? Nah, nah. That that's that's like it. Watch watch season one. It's good. It gets mm. you wanting more, and then season sure. two will make you want it yeah. less. <laughs> oh, do you, do you know what I do? You know what I ended up finishing actually, Rob? Vinland Saga season two. It is amazing. Oh, Vinland. It is like is it? it Vinland? Yeah, it is actually yeah. incredible. And I would See, rewatch that entire anime again. It started annoying me season one. I know, I, but he 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 matures and he changes. I'm telling mm. you right now, he's not just screaming the whole time. Mm. All right, I might, I might, I, I am struggling for things yeah. to watch, so I might put that on a list somewhere. Please like, do stick it out because it's actually I will amazing. Zom Zom 100 is really good too at the moment. They're the, they're the two okay. I'm watching week to week. Is nice Mushoku Tensei and Zom 100. Yeah, I need I need but, to find um, something else to move on to. I'm I've reading. I've just All finished right. the next book in a book called Carl's Doomsday mm-hmm. something. I think that's it. Carl's <laughs> Doomsday. <laughs> Type that in Amazon Kindle and it'll come up. Carl's Doomsday. It is so good. The premise is so good. And again, it touches on those things where you see a character develop and you mm. see him go through some crap and you see you see the the edges starting to fray and yeah. it is so hard to translate that into writing over any reasonable amount of time without like without being blatantly obvious about it without him just mm. having a meltdown you know like the the lead up like i just finished maybe book six okay mm. book six in in where, where he's up to and the meltdown's coming and you've been <laughs> seeing it since 
book one. Like it's coming, and he just he just keeps on pushing it down and pushing it down. But it's coming, dude. And I don't know. It's a good book. Look it up. I highly cool. highly recommend it. It's up there with my one of my favorites. Like I I am um, I am looking out for drop dates with it. Nice. But that's me. That is what we've been watching, playing, slash reading. And and finally, we come to the viewer questions. If you do have a viewer question, as always, let us know in the comments. We try to get to as many of them as possible. Today, Rob, we're starting off with... Oh, by the way, for the people that create funny usernames, so I say like... I, the last time I said Hugh Jassel, which is Hugh Jassel, that was brilliant. Keep doing that because I think it's actually <laughs> hilarious. Username Lurk7411 asks... What were some of your first jobs that you guys worked? Any funny stories or memories? I'll let you start with that because I haven't had too many. Yeah, I I used to work at Donut King. That was my, I think that was my very, very first proper job. And it was pretty cool because at the end of every shift, we got a bunch of donuts. And you think, oh yeah, I'm going to eat donuts all the time. After the first like two or three shifts, you get tired of it. And then you might just have your one little cinnamon scroll after work. Um, but yeah, Donut King was actually a pretty pretty cool job. <laughs> my uh, my first job, to no surprise, was uh, I was a Hapkido instructor. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> to no surprise, yeah. and I used to used to teach some kids, and I I got softly let go because apparently one of the kids came up and said that I threatened them. <laughs> And I want to uh, say I, I say didn't, <laughs> but I can't see me. I can't say that a hundred percent. So, so yeah, that was. What did you do, was, Rob? <laughs> I don't know, mate. They were brats, but. Uh, oh well. Next up, we have TJ Productions asking. Because TJ saw the sh- Avatar Airbender shirt that I wore last time. Mm-hmm. What Avatar element would you bend if you could? You can't be the Avatar. You can't do all four. What one would it be? Mate, right? I used to like the Avatar much more before mm. Israel Adesanya ruined it for me. Much more. He did. He ruined it for me. Um, you, you he ruined a bunch man. of cool anime, but... Uh, my, I'll go first. My, yeah, there's a book called The Furies of Calderon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember it because of how good it is. That's one of my top 10 books of all time. It is like the Avatar series, but for adults. It is mm-hmm. so cool. Highly recommend it. If I could pick an element, it would probably be Earth. Mm hmm. Why is, it, mm. is it the most strong in your eyes? Defensively good. Oh, there's heaps of it, and if you get real good, you can bend metal. True, true. Oh, what would I do? Pretty op. Yeah, I, I'm torn because I know fire bending can get so good that you can control lightning, but only a couple can do that. Um, I like water bending. But I would have to say air. I would. Have, the reason why I say air is because in my mind, air can control all the other elements if it's strong enough. So if someone shoots fire at you, you could control the fire using a, a, a wind gust or whatever. That's what I think. It'd probably do really badly against Earth. This is like Pokemon rock <laughs> paper scissors here. So I would I say air though. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like its 
it's I don't like that matchup in in an earth fight. <laughs> no, no. But against against fire, like I think air blows out fire and then water puts out fire. So I reckon fire's not got a lot going for it in the in this little match. But let's let's deanimate fire and just like mm. reali- realism it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if you could bend lightning, dude, like lightning moves at That's the sick. speed of light. Like, yeah, but how often is that lightning, shit. Rob? That's the problem. So like. Now, can't they call it? Can they? They don't have to wait for a storm. I'm pretty sure they can do this. Oh, no, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can make Once it happen. Once controlling it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing mm. that's going to help you in that situation is being earthed. <laughs> being earthed, mate. Being earthed. Take it from me, electrician. <laughs> Next question we got <laughs> is a musky MMA asking, serious question, the most serious question we've ever received. Bro, I kid you not, I sat there for a good 10 minutes because you sent this. He sent the, <laughs> the run-up hours before we actually do it now, and I, I just had a brief glance, but then I saw that question, and I've, <laughs> I've, I sat there and thought about it, man. All right, all right. So Rob's going to answer first. How many seagulls could each of you beat barehanded before they eventually overwhelmed you? Go on, Rob. Um, I honestly, I think I could just keep fighting forever until until really, yeah, until on, probably man. probably dehydration got me. But even then, may it'd probably be mm. old age. It'd probably be old age to be honest, because like this is how it would happen. Okay, they'd all go for me. Mm. All right, let's let's assume I can I can wear glasses, right? And they can't attack my eyes. They attack my eyes. It's cheating. Sure. Because what, be what seagulls, what seagulls <laughs> gonna have the know-how to go for the eyes? Okay, that's <laughs> a seagull. Fair um, enough. I would, I'd do heaps of seagulls. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. just one, one shot, one taps, and I'd kill enough to make an igloo of seagull bodies, <laughs> just covered in bodies. I, I know, I'd have the fortitude and stamina. To be able to do that many, and I'd have a, I'd, I'd be in a burrow of seagull bodies, mm. and then they all can't swarm anymore, and I can, I can just pop out, bah, and then dig back in, and then pop out, bah, and then, and then I'm fighting forever. Like food, I'll just burrow in, eat a bird, drink, <laughs> burrow in, drink a bird, <laughs> drink that drink blood. Bird. What are you going to do? You drink a bird. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm good for a good long time, and honestly, like let's let's say I don't get any funny diseases from eating the birds, then years. <laughs> Rob, you've got to sleep at some stage, man. That's when they get oh, you. That's my answer. How, as soon as you how, sleep, how they're gonna how they're gonna dig into my seagull burrow? Do you know how big it would be before I need to sleep? Massive, They'll find dude. a way. Have Massive. you seen a, how aggressive seagulls can be? You're eating your sandwich by the beach or your chippies and they just come take it. I, I reckon yeah, they get pretty you're not, brutal. You're not eating the sandwich underground, you know what I mean? Or in, in a mountain of seagull bodies. <laughs> like, dude, I reckon years. Uh, years. That's my answer. What about you, mate? I, 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 I would... I would f- Die of dehydration or exhaustion. Like that, whenever that happens, the seagulls would eat me. I don't think the burrow or your igloo is going to be thick enough to keep them out. They will eventually get to you once you, mate, once you no, get knocked out. It, it would be. You get, yeah, mate. 
Three, you get you get an igloo three bodies deep, three three seagull bodies deep. They're not getting in, mate. Come on, they got no fingers. They got no. They got no opposable thumbs. Get out of here. <laughs> Next question is from SM Fuller eight eight eight. Rob, if you could fight in any fictional setting or arena, where would you choose? Fictional setting. Oh man, I don't mm. even know what that means. Like just to fight like real life. Fictional. Like, no, I mean, Rob, you read novels and you don't know what fictional no, means. I meant, Is it fact or fiction? I, I meant like I'm fighting like I'm fighting what MMA. Like I am I am who yeah. I am now. Yeah, and you get okay. to choose one location. Oh man. The hyperbaric time chamber. I was gonna say the same thing. Oh, you took my answer. Hyperbolic yeah. time chamber is the is the correct it, answer. It's the only answer. Like, yeah, because you get so strong, answer. you get so yeah, strong, and, and when you exit, you are Super Saiyan four. You know what yeah. I mean? And no time has passed. Oh, but hold correct. on a second. Hold on. Well, for you, it I does. think you still. Yeah, I think see, I think you still age in the hyperbaric time chamber. You do. So I don't. I don't need forty years in there to come out tomorrow as freaking eighty, dude. Like I don't need that. I'm not isn't fighting it, isn't my it best a at year? that point. It's like a year I, or four. I don't years know, or but even even yeah. that's too much. <laughs> I, I I take my I take back my my thing. I don't want to I don't want to fight in there anymore. No, it makes you stronger, and that's the point. You 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 come out five minutes later or whatever, and and you're incredibly strong. Yeah, but you're you can beat older anyone. though. You're, you're older. not, but not that much older. You're like a year or something. I'm gonna search it up. Oh, I need to know. Yeah. Bollock, time. Even a year's a lot, dude. In the game, sure. Of but if if you if you have an, a year of training, you know what I mean. In five minutes, that's pretty good. So I'm gonna. I'm, it, I'm literally. Searching I don't know it up if right a year now. of training. Is worth a year of lifetime, but so here it is. It is one year inside the chamber is equivalent to a day on the outside. So you pop out a day yeah. after with a year's worth of training, years worth of fighting someone. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it right now. Okay, not where I'm at anyway. I think if you were a younger fighter, maybe. Fair enough. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what that Cannon is gonna... doing. He needs a break <laughs> to fight in the hyperbolic time chamber, <laughs> and he's actually fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Final question is Owen Giles. Have you boys tried Baldur's Gate 3 yet? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. How much of it did you play? Because it came out when I was on holiday. By the time I came back, I had Starfield. So I've just not had the opportunity to touch mm. it. I know it's game of the year I, and everything. So Yeah. I, I'm i not going to go into it this week, okay? Because okay. We've, we've it's already an hour 14 in. But I've I've got a hundred hours in it. Oh, like nice. Mm. All right. Well, how about next week? I like, if you if you I haven't like played Dungeons anything else, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't played anything else next week, you can talk about Baldur's Gate three. Mm. All right. And that's us, well, mate. That is episode nineteen. That is the last question. Episode nineteen. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching or listening until this point. Let us know if you appreciate getting the episodes earlier as well. I feel like this is a nice time. It's been a nice Monday evening starting early in recording. <laughs> it has. It's actually it's actually feeling all right. It, it feels yeah. pretty good. Like I'm pretty pretty happy with this. Thank you, everybody, for your Hell patience yeah. in our hiatus as well. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to sub. Tell your friends about it. Shout it from the rooftops, please.
Absolutely. And we will see you next week for episode 20. Take care.